is a unique season. In the third Sunday of Advent, I felt compelled to speak today um, in the attempt to try to encourage you. Um, 2020, we've named this a few times, it's been a significant year, it's been a challenging year, it's been a year of lament uh, on so many levels. And uh, I, I, I think the text during this series of, on waiting is, is really um, significant. Uh, as I was kind of ruminating on Isaiah 51, which was kind of our, we, we, when we plan these things way ahead of time, and, and, and I thought, what would the Spirit have us hear out of Isaiah 51 today? And, um, and I thought, you, you know, Isaiah 51 is a, is, a, is a moment in the life of the people of God in, in, in the nation of, of Israel at the time in, in the ancient Near East where uh, they were on the edge uh, or toward the end of Babylonian captivity. Uh, many uh, of, of those in that moment were born into captivity. They had never known anything different. They had never seen the city of Jerusalem. They had never known the kind of life that God really longed for them to have or intended for them to have. And, and there are so many people who were born into a situation, into a moment that they can't help beyond themselves and their own circumstance in life, even today in this 21st century, and, and we just think about all of our loved ones and our family members and, of course, our neighbors near and far who are born into situations or who face various circumstances. I was just texting with a friend last night whose father is in the hospital now with COVID, fighting for his life. His entire family actually has COVID, and my heart ached for him from a distance, thinking, I wish I could be there with my friend. And some of us are facing all sorts of things. So today's message, the summary, if we could just put it in a sentence, it's Christ in you is the one we're waiting for. Christ in you is the one we're waiting for. The practice, I'm going to give you the application right up front. The practice is to journal backwards. Um, I want to invite you today to think about the idea of journaling backwards into 2020, to think about where are you noticing God's movement in your life, in the life of our community, in our neighborhoods and city today, as we look backwards, we can remember forward, and our lives can be informed as we think about God's grace and faithfulness and movement as we look backwards if you're saying, Nate, uh, the way I'm wired, I'm just not a journal type of person, and I, that's just not for me. Okay, here's another one then. Consider what some might call a breath prayer. Just a short prayer that you can remember and apply no matter where you are in life today. Here's an example. Some might say, well, my breath prayer is simply one word. It's help. There's nothing wrong with praying, God, help. Help. I need you. I need you. My breath prayer a few years ago, I was um, praying and I was on an airplane at the time and I was, the, the flight was about to take off and I prayed, uh, Lord, make your way clear. Make your way clear. And God moves in all sorts of mysterious ways and I almost had a sense that the Spirit was responding, my way is always clear. 
wait on me and I will show you how your yes is meant to align with my yes. That's my prayer for Warehouse, that we would wait on the Spirit of God to lead us and that we would receive the alignment that God is wanting to do in our community, that we would wait and align our yes with God's yes in the world. So Christ in you is the one we're waiting for. The text is Isaiah 51, verses 1 through 3 today. It's a long text, but we're going to focus mainly actually on verse 1. But to read the first three verses, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man. And I blessed him and made him many. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her thanksgiving and the sound of singing. It begins with listen, and a few verses later we see the sound of of singing. Actually, the word listen is repeated three times in the first seven verses. Listen, listen, listen. Throughout the entire chapter, it's listen, listen, look, awake, pay attention. And in the first verse, we see this word, listen. Isaiah, the writer, or the writers who have uh, collected these writings in what's known as Isaiah, has a word for the people. And the word at the beginning of this chapter is simply listen, shema, pay attention, wake, awake. What is God trying to say? Listen to who? Listen to me, Yahweh. Listen to the one who made you, who formed you, who loves you, who is guiding you. Listen to Yahweh. And some of us are so distracted by too many other kinds of voices and billboards and signs and messages and media, and we get distracted from listening to the one who made us, who loves us, who loves you. God is calling us to listen, to awake, to pay attention, but it's more than that. The Shema, the word listen, actually goes back to Deuteronomy, to the Torah, to Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's the summary of the law and the prophets. In one word, listen, the writer is summarizing all that God is about, that the Lord God is one, and that God is calling People who are committed and faithful and following Him to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and once again to love our neighbor as ourselves. It literally summarizes the Ten Commandments. It literally summarizes the law and the prophets in one word, at least in Hebrew. Shema. Listen. Who are we listening to? Who are we paying attention to? Have we put other gods, have we put other things in front of us where we're too distracted and God wants to carve out and say, Christ in you is the one we're waiting for. Christ has already come. 
And this season is a reminder that Christ has come and Christ Jesus will come again to make all things right and new again. And the Christ who has come longs to dwell with God's people, those who are faithful and serious about following him, those who have said yes to his life, his abundant life, his, his freedom, his liberation, his, his transformation, the, the, the abundant life of salvation, and the hope that we have found in the triune God is Yahweh here in Isaiah and ultimately in Christ. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness. Once again, we see this throughout the book that righteousness and justice are practically one and the same. And so is listening. So is listening. In the Hebrew, the word for listen is actually synonymous with doing. That hearing and doing are meant to be one expression, one response. If we're not doing or responding, then we aren't, we aren't listening. We're merely hearing something and it's going in one ear and out the other. But, but the word in Hebrew actually is a responsive, active word for listening. It's to respond to what we hear. That we would listen and obey. That listen and respond. Listen not in a reactionary way, but in a way that says, God, my life is yours. Do what you will. I'm listening. Too often, sometimes people are praying sort of, listen, Lord, for your servant is speaking. Rather than saying, speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. So let your life back your witness. Let your listening life be your witness. Or in the words of Parker Palmer, let your life speak. If we could hear your life or read your life, what would your life say? What would your life be saying in 2020 as we head into uh, Advent and Christmas Day and the 12 days of Christmas and Epiphany and 2021? What would our lives say? What do we communicate with the way we live and respond to the world around us? God is calling us to listen. God is also calling us to look. And that first verse we see, listen. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord. Look, look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn or dug out. That, that sense of like there is a history here that we're a part of. And the prophet is speaking to the people and Isaiah is saying, remember who you are. Don't forget where you came from. Christ in you is the one we're waiting for. Don't forget the journey that you've had, how faithful God has been. Don't forget who you are, and please don't forget who God is and what God is like. That God is the one who carries us through all of the ups and downs and through all of the pain in life. That there is a history that we're a part of. Tolkien reminds us by simply saying this, not all who wander are lost. Do you feel like you're wandering today? The people were in Babylonian captivity. They were, in a sense, wandering and wondering, where is this whole thing headed? And, and how can I 
respond and what is to make of my life? Not all those who wander are lost. It's okay to wander. It's a part of the journey. It's a part of the transformation. It's a part of the of the essence of what it means to understand that following God is not a straight line from A to B. That much of life is a wandering path of faith and trust and hope. Remembering that it's not about us. It's all about the God who made us. It's all about living out the hope of the good news that we've received and to discover that good news in all sorts of unexpected ways, not all those who wander are lost. You aren't lost. You're here. You're breathing. You're you're loved by a God who created you. You're not lost. You aren't lost. And if you feel lost, guess what? Christ in you is the one we're waiting for. Why well, haven't given my life to Christ? That's what we're waiting for. That's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for some of you who have not committed your life to Jesus to actually say yes and to give your life over to the one who made you, who loves you, who wants to give you abundant life, who wants to give you a sense of hope going into 2021. That's what we're waiting for. Well, I've already committed my life to follow Jesus. And we're waiting for you to continue the journey to respond with who God made you to be, to live your life fully, open-handed. God, my entire life is yours, not just a part of it, not to compartmentalize faith, but that faith is meant to inform every aspect of every part of my life and your life and our life together. So remember what you were cut from, the writer says. Remember where you came from. And he reminds the people of Abraham and and Sarah, and can you hear the story once again where Abraham is literally taking his son Isaac to a mountain? And when all seemed lost, and when Isaac, his son, was nearly as good as dead, God says, stop, I will enter into the situation now. You have demonstrated a life of faith despite your pain and circumstance. And just when we thought it was over, but God enters in once again. I don't know where my life would be without knowing the God of the universe who created us, who gives me hope every day when life seems really thin when things feel at the edge, when we're not sure emotionally, spiritually, socially, economically, whatever thing we want to fill in there, when we feel like we're on the edge and God does it again and he does it again and he does it again. The faithful God who shows up when we least expect it, when Isaac was as good as dead, the writer says, remember Or when life didn't seem possible and God says, yes, Sarah, yes, I'm going to give you a son. When things seem impossible, that's when God does such beautiful work when we open our lives open to the rock of salvation. See, see, it's not just remembering our ancestors and, and 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 the faithful followers who went before us. That's a part of what the writer's saying. 
But the other underpinning to this is to remember who God is and what God is like. That this is the rock of our salvation that we're cut from. It's the rock of all ages. It's the rock eternal. Psalm 62 and Isaiah 26 speak to these ideas as a few examples. That we're cut from something strong. And we can plant our feet when things seem unexpected, when life feels like we're in a liminal space in the land between. We can trust the God who made us, formed us, and is leading us because we're cut from something deep. We're cut from from something that says, I made you for a purpose. Christ in you is the one we're waiting for. That we don't have to hold back that we can, we can move forward, we can remember forward with a kind of strength and refuge and resilience and hope and humility and justice and righteousness out of a listening life that says we're, we're listening, we're paying attention, we're awake, we're looking, we're remembering how far God has taken Warehouse 242, and it's not over. Perhaps it's just beginning that the faithful God who made us is leading the way, not us. That's why we say Christ in you is the one we're waiting for. Please don't wait for Nate. Don't wait for any of us. It's Christ in you who dwells in us, who dwells among us, who is speaking to us and leading us with the force of good, with the force of God's kingdom of faith, hope, and love, with justice, mercy, and humility. Not all those who wander are lost. We're not lost. We might meander and wander a little, Welcome to the global community of Jesus followers who wander their lives through the unknown, continuing to trust a God who already knows what's around the corner. We don't have to worry. We can trust fully. So we listen and we look, and the African proverb reminds us, if you watch your mind and heart, you won't need to worry about your feet. You won't need to worry about your feet. Your feet will follow if we watch our mind and our heart, if we're paying attention, if we're looking, if we're we're committed fully. And so we walk with freedom and we walk with resilience and we walk with hope. And the writer Isaiah reminds us in the next chapter in 52 How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, liberation, freedom, transformation. God wants to change you and me. Give us a hope and a future. When you feel like you're wandering and you're lost, how beautiful are the feet who proclaim these things, who say to Zion, your God reigns.
We see this in Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then can we call on the one who has not believed? And how can we believe in the one they have not heard? How can they believe, the writer says? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? Preaching isn't always words, by the way. Let your life speak. Let your life speak. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. Not all were listening. For Isaiah says in Romans 10, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I asked, did they not hear? Of course they did. They heard, but were they listening? And how can they listen unless a group of people commits to live a listening life? A life that sees a life committed to the Jesus who laid his life down for every person on this planet, who entered the pain of humanity, and so we wait for the one who has already come and says, if you commit your life to me, I will come and be with you. I will dine with you. I will dwell with you. I will dwell inside of you. And I will leave you with my Holy Spirit and my spirit will dwell in you and guide you and comfort you in your walk and in your pain if you trust me, if you submit to me. And so, my friends, Christ in you is the one we're waiting for. And Teresa of Avila reminds us here, I love these words, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now but yours. So take comfort. Listen, look, walk, awake, awake, say yes. Let your life speak. Christ is the one in you. Christ in you is the one we're waiting for.